church this morning. How many of y'all see God do it again? Come on, give God a praise for doing it again. I dare you, just type it on the screen that God's getting ready to do it again. In 2021, he's going to do a new thing. And I'm so excited for what God is doing. We get to start a new series this week called Onset. You know, uh, D.W. Griffith, a former Confederate colonel, uh, filmmakers credited for tagging the words light, camera, action in the film world. You know, the story is told that Griffiths was frustrated with how long it took to run a film on set. So he used his megaphone to speed up the cast by yelling action and fast way of getting people to start doing things. Well, Grace City, for 10 weeks, we are going to look and listen to James yelling his megaphone, yelling lights, camera, action. It's time for action. And he's speaking to his audience. As Christians, we are on set. Our set is in this world. We are called to act as the light in the midst of darkness in this world. We are to be the cameras that reflect the image of God. And we are the actions that put the work of Jesus on display. We as Christians are on set. James is looking at the cast of Christ's followers and hearing the confession of faith. But he's frustrated because their confession does not match their action. The book brings into question for us, does our action align with Christ's action? Does our confession of faith aligns with Christ? James would say to you in 2021, your actions must align with your confession. Well, you know, last Wednesday, April, uh, January the 6th, we saw a sign, I saw a sign that said, confess Jesus my Savior and Trump is my president. But the actions was raiding the Capitol and five people killed. I think maybe the sign was written wrong or something went wrong because the action did not match the Savior. And James, this for over these 10 weeks, is going to help us to get our actions aligned with our Savior. Amen. Amen. So let me pray for us. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we celebrate you for this series, God. We are on set. And God, we're excited to make sure our actions are aligned with our Savior. Now, God, you are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me, shape me, make me, break me to what you needed me to be. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority. Minister with my tongue, love with my heart. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's children say, amen. We'll begin with James chapter 1. It's, I know it's on your screen. Please listen in your hearing. James, a servant of God and of the Lord, Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nation. Greetings. Consider it poor joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trial of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. For the time that's mine, I just want to preach this morning for a little while, moving from trouble to triumph. Moving from trouble to triumph. It is no secret great city that for many of us, we have experienced trouble in 2020. You all know I've 
quoted for 12 years, John 16 and 33, that in this life we will have trouble, but be of good cheer, Christ has overcome this world. I told you for 12 years, you, all of us are in one or three categories. You're either in trouble, on your way to trouble, or just got out of trouble. Trouble is an equal opportunity provider. It doesn't care about your sex. It doesn't care about your race. It doesn't care about your age. All of us will experience 20 trouble. 2020, none of us were exempt from trouble of this pandemic. None of us were exempt from the trouble of our, in our democracy. None of us were exempt from the trouble in our criminal justice system. None of us were exempt from the trouble of the racial divide that we see in our nation. None of us were exempt from trouble. But this is what I love about experiencing trouble as a Christian. We can live knowing that we have a troubleshooter and he came to enter our trouble. I know he came to enter our trouble because when he was in the sanctuary, he opened up to Isaiah 61 and said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me good news for the poor, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, give freedom to the captive, release from darkness of prison, proclaim the year of the Lord, comfort all those who are mine, provide provide for those who are grieving in Zion, beauty for ashes, all of joy for mourning. We have the one that have overcome the greatest trouble that we can ever experience. The greatest trouble we can experience on this side of heaven is death. But because he is our overcome, he has even overcame that. I am so glad that our trouble is moving to triumph. See, theology justifies trouble as God as angry and his people have done something wrong. Philosophers have tried to get their head around trouble by either by even a philosophy, a stoic philosophy, like everything is going to be what it's going to be. Or we get our heads around it with an Epicurean philosophy. We can't do anything about it, so we might as well be happy and comfortable. Or we get a platonic philosophy about it. Well, everything on this side is bad, and we might as well wait till we get to the other side. But Grace City, I don't stand here as a Stoic. I don't stand here as an Epicurean. I don't stand here platonic. I stand on the fact that despite the trouble I'm going through, I'm moving from trouble to triumph. See, the trouble that you face today is simply a test. Tell somebody, write down test in the screen. See, I remember on Saturday mornings, I'm going to date myself, that the only thing that used to come on on Saturday mornings was the cartoons. And while I was watching the cartoons, I would watch the Super Friends. And while I'm in the middle of watching my favorite cartoon, the Super Friends, all of a sudden something would pop on the screen. The screen would go blank. And these words would come up. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. But this is the thing that, that, that I love, though. But if you, it went beep. But this is the part I love, Grace City. It says at the end of it, but after the test happened, we will continue with the regularly scheduled program. Come on, let me come get you, Grace City. Our trouble is only a test, and God is getting back 
to the regularly scheduled program. We are moving from trouble to triumph. The test was not to break you down. The test was giving you your breakthrough. The test is not the setback. The test is the setup. See, a setback is a setup for your comeback. I come to tell you this morning, in 2021, we coming back. I hear somebody saying, Pastor Coy, you cute now. I, I appreciate all that. But it seems like, Pastor Coy, when I'm in my trouble, God is quiet. It seems like God is not saying anything. What is up with that, Pastor Coy? Why is it that I can't hear God when I'm in trouble? Let me help you. Here it is. A teacher never talks while he's given a test. Come on, that's your shout right there. Our teacher is teaching, and he's never talking while he's giving you a test. Well, I know I'm right, because when Jesus was on the wilderness, he was being tested. But I have good news this morning. He said, get behind me, Satan. And his test has been the same test as from beginning of time. But this is the good news, that all of us can pass the test because we have Jesus Christ. We are moving from trouble to triumph. James, who is the younger brother of Jesus, has a megaphone yelling to those who, with Christian action. He self-identifies himself as a servant of Christ. Then he identifies his audience, which is those who are the 12 tribes who are scattered. They could be the 12 tribe of Israel, or it could be the 12 disciples. He refers to those who have been scattered, but then have returned. His audience, those who he's talking to, are those who are, have been in trouble, but they are moving to triumph. James self-identified himself, his biography, his character, and his ministry. His biography lets us know that he is the author of this book, as well as a servant of Christ. His character lets us know that he's a bond servant, which means his life is total in control of Jesus Christ. And his ministry is to those who are Jews who have fled and been persecuted, but are still suffering. James' ministry is to those who are moving from trouble to triumph. James is clear, though, that, that, that there's some counterfeiting in the, is a major problem in the faith. Counterfeit is made exact imitation of something valuable or important with the intent to deceive or defraud. James understands that we have a deceiver. John describes him this way in John 10 and 10. This deceiver comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But our God comes that we may have life and to have it more abundantly. We know that if you want to know if God, well, one thing you know about us, we got to be tested in this faith. And if you are tested, I want you to understand if you're authentic and you're real, there's one thing that you know with a diamond and gold. If you put it under the fire, it will definitely authentify itself. Some of y'all have been under the fire in 2020. And I come back to tell you this morning, you are authentic. You are a real, authentic Christian because you're still standing this morning. Well, when you are tested and you're moving from trouble to triumph, you know that your faith is authentic when you find joy in the midst of the trouble. <laughs> joy 
in the midst of the trouble. Look at verse 2. Consider it per joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trial of many kind, the first thing he says is consider. He uses an imperative because it is not natural to be joyful in the midst of trouble. This joy is not predicated on a feeling. This is an attitude. Notice that James doesn't say consider it pure happiness. James said consider it pure joy. Happiness is based on the circumstance being right. But joy is based on God being present. Oh, let me pause. Did y'all just miss that? The ability to find God despite the difficulty is where our joy comes from. We're not just acting joyful in reluctant pretense, but also to be genuinely joy. It is a matter of will, not of a feeling. You should be conscious and determined commitment on every person in the faith to say, I still have my joy. Good God. Why? Because I know trouble is moving to triumph. True believers have the ability to find God in the most difficult circumstances. When you have an attitude of joy, you can say the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you have an attitude of joy, you can say in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. James is speaking of a unique fullness of joy that God graciously provides his children when they are willing to endure trouble while trusting him regardless of the severity of the distress. By James placing trial or trouble in the prominence of this letter, he uses this so that we will understand why he's writing this letter, that he's writing to the people who are facing some tough times. The believer's trouble has a purpose, though. Trouble is the method God uses to move you from trouble to triumph. I know that I'm right because Peter picks it up and says these words. He said, in all of this great rejoice, though now a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trial. But these have come so that proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though it refined by fire may result, watch this, and praise, glory, honor, with Jesus is revealed. You know you are moving from triumph when you find joy in the midst of trouble. But the second thing I see is we are moving from trouble to triumph when you know that your faith is authentic when you find patience in the midst of the trouble. Look at verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The text says, because you know. The word know here carries the idea of understanding of something that is beyond mere factual. This word know here has to do with a personal experience. This word know here is not just facts. This word know here means a godly encounter. You got to have the facts and a godly encounter. Oh, I'm preaching good right there. When you have a true encounter with God, you understand you will be tested. But the test is not to take something from you. It is to get something to you. The word test means to prove 
or to disapprove the validity of something. Good God Almighty. If you want to know if a diamond is real tonight, I told you, it's got to go in the fire. So it is the validity. But watch this. While you're going through the process, it produces patience. Good God Almighty. It is through the patience that we endure infliction. And from the affliction, we see real change. I'm not making this up. Y'all know a man named Jesus who inflicted, who had to go through some trouble? They hung him high, stretched them wide. He hung his head, bled and died. But that's not how the story ends. Early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And guess what, Great City? The same power that conquered the grave lives in you and lives in me. Good God Almighty. Jesus went from trouble to triumph. Great City, our trouble is moving us from trouble to triumph. Paul, I know that it's right because the greatest trouble we can feel on this earth is death. But hear the words of Paul. Death has been swallowed up <laughs> in victory. He raised the question, where, O oh death, is your victory? And where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting is sin, but the power is in the law. But thanks be unto God who gives you and me the victory. So hear what Paul says. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Great city, we're moving from trouble to triumph. And you're asking me, Pastor Corey, that's Jesus. What does it look like on this earth? Well, there was another man that had to die for justice. And I want you to get a picture of what that looked like for us and our humanity. Listen to the words of Dr. King. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. Light on mine. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life, longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. 